and we played a show a week ago. Um, it would have been on the Wednesday, and um, at that time, there was still no there was still no conversation about events being cancelled. Things, you know, it, it, there was talk of. I guess we're kind of. It feels like we're a couple of weeks behind, like some other European countries, like France, and you know, the prospect of this actually coming to affect what we did still felt quite distant. But I think it's really been a sort of throughout the course of the week you know it's just been sort of on a daily basis opening one's eyes to, to how it actually come comes in and encroaches into your own world and into what's going on in your life and suddenly um you know we were looking at okay well this festival probably isn't going to happen and then this show probably isn't going to happen and then our label um we had some interviews last week and our label said okay well everyone at the label has been sent home and that's that's the kind of moment that I thought, wow, this is a much bigger beast than perhaps we thought it would be. Because I think with these with these sorts of things, there's there's always a tendency to to feel that this is happening to someone else somewhere else in the world, um, and and because of that, you're able to to sort of slightly remove yourself from it and just sort of keep your head down and get on with what what's going on in your life and where you live, but. You know, over the past few days, that's just slowly becoming not possible. You know, it's 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 really encroached into our realities. And when it came around to Monday, my girlfriend, uh, all her studies were cancelled. So yesterday, I put her on a coach back to the West Country where her her parents live. And she was very emotional. And I think that what she was experiencing, I kind of like experienced that. And I think until that point, I was I was managing to be very pragmatic about it and to say, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's suffering. We've all just got to find our coping mechanisms. And um, but then when I actually saw her her emotional react reaction, I think that was the first time that I actually it, it it sort of affected me on an on emotional level. And I thought, okay, well, actually, I'm not sure when I'm going to get to see you. My 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 dad is. It's 70, so I'm, you know, I'm being told that I'm. It's best to stay away from him. And then my sister had young kids, so they're kind of self-quarantining. So yeah, it's all. It, I think once it starts to come into your inner family circle, that's when it starts to become quite difficult because they're the people that you normally turn to for that for that support. You've already had the, the one tour cancelled, and now yeah. <clears throat> imminently. And it really is, uh, you know, as you said, it, it, we, we had to move it once last year because of, you know, me getting unwell. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, we we couldn't have predicted this, you know. It's like it, it's, this has never happened to us in 15 years. I mean, we've never moved at all, let alone yeah. uh, moved it twice. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And I suppose I just hope that people will be understanding and... Um, I'm sure they will because it because well, it is happening to everybody. But I think what's difficult is that you can't actually give any indication of when it is that you're going to return. Just chucking a record on sometimes that can be, you know, that can be like the strongest uh, medicine there is. I still think music is stronger than any antibiotic, any vaccine <laughs> that anyone's invented. You know, it has a way of reflecting back. Um, whatever we need um, in life, whether that's something to channel our, our anger, 
to soothe us, to comfort, um, to articulate what we're feeling, to 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 channel whatever it is that's going on in our lives. So, um, just with regards to the album, then a billion mm. heartbeats. I know that there's a sort of a more heightened political element to it. Protests going on around Prague Square, stuff like that. Mm. Um, is that right? Is that is that that's fair? right? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So. <clears throat> the building that I'm living in at the moment, so the, the tram shed where the studio is, is also my home, and it's a uh, it's a property guardian space. So um, it's really another way of finding affordable living, you know, in a city. And um, I think at the time that um, I became a property guardian, I was I was for, feeling slightly out of love with London. I felt that space spaces for you know artists were becoming fewer and fewer and people were being pushed further and further out. Lots of friends were leaving town, you know, moving to places like Brighton, to Margate, to Hastings, just trying to find affordable living spaces. And I thought, well, I'm kind of right on the edge of leaving. And then I thought, well, what about doing property guarding? Because I'd always been aware of the scheme. Why not just get in touch and just see what's available? And they said, well, actually come on down we've got a viewing today and I went down to look at this space and it was the it, it was a whole floor of an office building overlooking Strand and it was the, it, it was it ran the length of a whole block on um, on the Strand so it was like the size of a probably a five-a-side football pitch me and my girlfriend at the time just said we'll take it I just I saw this immediately as an opportunity to not only experienced London in a way that I'd probably never get to experience it again, but also I immediately kind of saw the creative potential because it was a space that I could live in, I could work in, I could exist. Thought, well, what about making a record about what's going on in the world around around me? Because our last record, Curve the Earth, was quite an inward-looking album. And I thought, well, actually, in this record, what I want to do is I want to turn the lens the other way. Not even I wanted to, it just felt that at that time, it was impossible not to, because it was it was the end of 2016 when I moved into that space, and obviously we just had the EU referendum. Um, Trump had got into office, and it was just the beginning of you know the last the craziness of the last four years really. And I'd never really been particularly engaged in politics, but but I but I never particularly felt politically engaged. I never really felt that my opinion was worth anything but by, but then I discovered protests I started attending protests around the end of that year because like I said it was it was the year of the referendum and so there was I think one of the first marches was the um, it was the first uh, people's vote march and because I was on the strand the strand is obviously like one of the one of the main arteries to Trafalgar Square which is home of protests in this country for the last hundred years and um these protests would come past my literally my front you know my front window every saturday morning so i'd come down and i joined them really as a means of educating myself and to see what people were feeling as a kind of barometer of what people were angry about what people felt passionate about i think for a lot of people protests are where they go to to shout and to sing and it's a place where that's where they feel empowered to do so and I think that's fantastic for me it it 
very it, it became a place to listen it, it became a place to go and listen um to what was going on and i felt that i very much was looking for an alternative to the to the media narrative on whatever it was be it shortage of nhs beds be it for example like free tommy robinson so i used these protests really as a way of kind of tapping into what i considered to be some of the most important conversations of the day and the songs on the record were, were each inspired by things i saw and chants i heard on those protests so a billion heartbeats is a song about grenfell it's a song about um the way that the communities came together in the wake of grenfell and um uh the resilience that those communities showed and the way that i think london actually really came together and um you know in the wake of such a you know a huge loss of life the yeah. city did come together and somehow managed to heal itself and i think we're seeing that again now and i think that song you know i think perhaps equally could be applied to what's going on now and i think we always need reminding of how resilient we can be and when we see ourselves as a whole as opposed to um you know separate entities or divided in our politics or in our in our generation you know whether it's like oh it's gen z versus the boomers it's gen x all these different sort of human constructs which we put up ultimately all they serve to do is to divide us and um that's perpetuated by the media um uh, by social media and i think what that song is very much trying to do is is remind us of um of our oneness and yeah. it sounds it sounds very kind of hippy yeah. dippy but i think in times like this we do need we do need yeah. reminding that we are yeah. all you know we we're more powerful together so that really is what that song's about